Oh man, this one's going to be so good. If you love a big personality filled with lots of fun and just craziness, this is the episode for you. Welcome to the episode of the Women of YouTube Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here today. We're going to be having a whole lot of fun talking with Kara about her vlogging adventure and how she has put together a brand for herself around her super crazy, fun, unfiltered personality. I actually met Kara at Social Media Marketing World in 2020 while she was doing a escalator performance for TikTok. And I was just so enthralled by it. I had to go like record her doing these TikToks because they were so crazy good. And what I love about what she's doing with her YouTube channel and her TikTok is her TikTok is just where she's just letting herself like letting her freak flag fly and her crazy red hair and just crazy faces. I, I just, I seek out her TikToks because they're so good. But what she's doing with her YouTube channel is really connecting with people through joy and laughter and relatability through with her vlogging series. And I think that you're going to find a lot of really um, relatable moments in this about like feeling awkward or weird or trying to like find out how to make things work for yourself and finding your voice in it. And it's just, I think you're going to really love this one. Um, before we dive into this episode, make sure you head over to the women of which is the new home for the women of YouTube podcast. You're all going to find show notes, information about TubeBuddy to help get you started on YouTube success and so much more. I really put a lot of love and work into that website with the awesome web developer, Erica, and I cannot wait for you to check that out. So head over there now. All right. Enough of me on to Kara. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. I hope you all are ready for a good laugh and good time because we're talking with one of my favorite people on the internet and in person, Kara. Woo! Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kara. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that, that wasn't quite what I was going for, but yeah, we're good. Oh, okay. oh sorry. <laughs> okay. We, I feel like we should preface this to you, to the ladies listening. It is Friday, oh, end of the day on Friday, after like coronavirus, like weighing us down. So we're here, we showed up for you, but sometimes. Sometimes it's a little extra. <laughs> yeah. We're human. We are for sure. Okay, Cara. Yep. Why YouTube? Why YouTube? Okay. Um, four years ago I had a two-year-old and like a I'm trying to think how old she was whenever it started. Actually, it was she was pretty young, maybe a few months or six months old. Um, my youngest and um, I started watching like YouTube vloggers and it was like the cool thing to watch those people and then I found out that like th that was what they were doing for jobs and I was like well dang like I'm at home like <laughs> why don't I just film my life 
it was like so completely cringy like my first videos a lot of them i have on private but i just was like if people are just filming their lives and, uh, and making money why don't i do it and so i started doing it and um i did the daily vlogging thing for a while which was i recommend against that it's it took a lot of time away from my family and you know, it just wasn't very, it was like, okay, well, who's really watching these videos besides me later on because great memories. So, um, I went into it thinking like it was going to be something I was going to make a lot of money. I was able to monetize my channel, but unfortunately YouTube changed guidelines and my channel has been demonetized for a while, but I just continued to make videos. Like I, I don't, I, I always tell people if I was in it for the money, I wouldn't still be making videos. Like I still wouldn't be creating content. I'm in it because I just enjoy doing and creating content. So um, money is, you know, a goal, but it's not what drives my channel. What drives my channel is just, um, you know, being a light for other people. I love Jesus and I've shown him through everything in my life, through vlogging, through buying a house. We're 100% debt free. All of that stuff, um, I just glorify him. And you know, if I make money later on, cool. But I've have a lot of memories on YouTube, and I'm thankful for that. So, um, yeah. So, talk to us about the kind of content that you're creating. Like, what is it that your channel is all about? Okay, so that changed because originally I was uh, more so into family vlogs and. I went, like I said, I was doing daily for a while and then I realized I couldn't do that. So I cut down to about three days a week. And most of that content was like family friendly, just like everyday stuff, um, like daily vlogs are. And then um, it was like the end of 2018, actually the spring of that year, we were going to be looking for a house. And so I started doing like a fun series that kind of looked like house hunters and I was like, Brian, you know, while we're looking for a house, let's document this and I'll make it be like house hunters, you know, with a cheesy intro. And it looks like, I don't know, we just made it funny. And so I kind of, my content is sort of like family friendly stuff and I do vlogs here and there, but, um, I make a lot of like just silly, funny content, like that relates to moms not just moms, like everybody. Um, I try to do like trending topics, uh, we had an earthquake in Atlanta. It was like four seconds long and people in my neighborhood were freaking out about the earthquake. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like all over Twitter about an earthquake. It didn't even happen here. It was in Tennessee. And my neighbors were like, oh my God, did you feel that? And so I made a video and I made fun of the earthquake <laughs> because nobody felt it. I felt it, but like it didn't last for long. And I just kind of, I like to play on like, kind of like a satire sort of end of things. Like my mom calls me at, like I'm my own SNL. I always want to be SNL. So that's what my mom calls me. So it's kind of like evolved from like vlogs to like, you know, um, like following our journey in a fun way. I, I do videos about like, you know, being debt free, that sort of thing. Cause my husband and I bought our house with cash in 2018 and we vlogged the whole process and sat down, explained how we did it. And um, kind of like, sort of like informative, encouraging stuff, a, a variety. That's why I never like felt like I fit in one niche. Like I'm just my own niche. I'm just me. 
I, I, I like that's a different perspective on how to do that. We have a lot of people on this channel that are like very focused on what they do. They're solving very specific problems and mm -hmm. doing something very specific, but you, you're basically just taking people along with you on the mm -hmm. journey of your life and yeah. making them laugh because it's so like relatable and real. Like I love looking at your thumbnails. I have them up like on my screen while we're talking and oh like, she just has the most expressive face. Like I have a feeling that you could like, like your mouth might not say how you feel, but your face does. Right. Yeah. Everybody says that, especially now I do a lot of TikTok content and they're like, Oh my gosh, your expressions are ridiculous. I get it from my dad. He's the exact. I'm like, oh my God, I look like my dad. It's crazy. I think it's fantastic. Like I have a, a background in animation. And so like being able to like excessively express yourself is just kind mm -hmm. of like a crazy, like a crazy skill that a lot of people don't have. So I think that yeah. that's definitely Aww. working to your advantage. So one of the things that I think that we as female creators and creators in general is we don't tend to like, we let a lot of things stop us and hold us back. Like we, a lot of it comes around to like how we think people will perceive us or like yeah. what they think about, like we get worried about how they look and want to put our best foot forward. Like I know most of us don't get on camera without like a full face and nice hair. Mm -hmm. You know, we change our outfits every couple of videos cause you can't repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, <laughs> you're talking it and I don't mean it like you, you're a hot mess. No, it's more like, but you, you, oh, keep it real. Like, I, you I are the unfiltered version of things. And like totally. in a way that's like so relatable, like your whole <laughs> thing about like the rhythm of mom life and partying with plants the wrong way. <laughs> like it is so many great things it's and it's so just funny. so funny. <laughs> and it's how, like if you could give us advice or like uh, before we get into the advice part, like tell me yeah. like, why was why was that perception important for you when creating your content? Um honestly I never thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm filming my life. So unless I'm doing like some kind of fancy sit down where I had a few seconds to do my makeup, like sure. But like when I first started my channel, I was busy with two kids. I had like a newborn and I was like, I, I never had makeup on. Like it was like, I, and I just kind of went with it and nobody really, I didn't get a lot of hate for it. Like everybody, that's what they would say. Like, wow, I just love how you're so whatever. And like, you're just a mom. And I'm like, cause I am, you know, like I just, I mean, I can get cute, but I mean, when it comes down to it, I was just like, I want to make this video. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't feel like doing my makeup. Okay. Whatever. And I just, I, I just, I didn't really even think about it. It was just like, I just was me. So I don't know. I love, no, no. I think that it's the yeah. right move. I think that being you is something that we miss out so much on. Like mm -hmm. I've done a couple of law. I do stories all the time in yeah. full on hot mess, like ness of myself. <laughs> like I, I am like hashtag quarantine hair. Don't care up in here. Right. And so it's just one of those things that I think that I don't want to say that we need more of, but I think that it's something that we need to figure out a balance between like presenting our truest self and presenting this like put together version. Because I think a lot of people get very like camera shy around it because they're like, well, I have to be all of these things mm -hmm. in order to get on camera. And I think that your content proves that you can be real and engaging and relatable and helpful. Yeah. Just by being yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, that's the most of, 
like the feedback I get the most is you're so relatable. That's what I get the most. And like, and then that's just encouraged me to just continue to do what I'm doing. Like, and like, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like what happens and how things grow and what opportunities come about when you're just yourself and not trying to be something you're not like, I mean, like I said, I can be cute and dress up cute, but it's like, but for who? Like my four-year-old and my six-year-old, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Okay. For, for, hold on a second. You can get dressed up <laughs> and be cute for yourself. Okay. You come to it, you wear it. Oh yeah. <laughs> last week, seriously, I put on makeup. I got it. I took a shower, got out, put makeup on. This is under quarantine here, guys. And my husband looked at me and said, where are you going? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bad husband. And I was like, did I just put makeup on? So yes, you can be cute for yourself or whatever. I just am kind of like partially lazy. I'm just like, I just want to make videos. And like when I was little and I made videos, like I didn't put makeup on. Like I would look at my sisters and be like, let's make a movie. And so I'm kind of just back to my roots. Essentially. I think that, and I think that that's the best. So you yeah. had done something about opportunities. So I want you to answer the question for us of what has been one of the coolest things that you've gotten to experience because you've been a YouTuber. Um, I think uh, most of the opportunities I've gotten that have been super amazing have been because, um, you know, being a YouTuber, like you, like, I'm not like a super well-known person. So I don't get brands to send me out to cool places yet anyway. Um, But I've had the opportunity to volunteer at like tons of conferences and conventions and um i volunteered for the first time last year at social media marketing world and i had an awesome time and i got put on a really cool team it was a sponsor team and through that um i was able to get flown to anaheim that summer and work at vidcon and they put me in a hotel and they paid for my flight and they paid me to work at vidcon like an actual contract employee. Um, so I wasn't like flown there to be like, to have like a meet and greet, whatever. I'm not that cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I am pretty cool. And so, I mean, whatever, but um, <laughs> they flew me out and I got to work. So I've got to like participate and work at different events because I've just like gotten into this whole YouTube, like being a YouTuber, like you find out like they're so there's so much community within YouTube and it's hard like talking to other people. Cause I'm like, have you ever heard of this person? They're like, yeah, I don't know who that is because they don't watch YouTube. But like being a YouTuber, like I was like, Oh yeah, I know this person, I know that person. So then I'd find out they're going to this conference. Ooh, I want to go there, but that's like a lot of money. Let me try to volunteer. And so I've kind of started doing that and that has brought more opportunities and in terms of just relationships, cause I find more value in that. Um, which is sort of like developed in like brand relationships. Um, Nothing like super high paid, but just like meeting people, you know, um, person to person and kind of getting to know them versus like writing somebody on Twitter and saying, Hey, I want to do a video for your brand or something like that. (laughs) No. So now I've had like the opportunity to like meet like these sponsors that are brands, some of them, most of them, I mean, they are. 
And, um, you know, like to build those relationships so then I can eventually do something and, and work with them. So kind of like those opportunities and just so those are, those are valuable opportunities. And so many people have talked about like different things and no one's talked about how, like, because I went and did this one event, I ended up doing this really awesome YouTube event. I've been able to connect with these sponsors to do things together with my YouTube channel and and create videos for them and and do that kind of content, which I think is hugely like, like it's a big deal. And like the whole point was like, there's a balance of like doing something because you love it because you, it's content you needed and wanted Mm -hmm. and you just want to have fun, which is how you create your YouTube channel. But that's the evolution of it is how, you know, there are business opportunities are attached to them and you're finding Mm -hmm. them even as a smaller creator Mm -hmm. and like I haven't really had um like many brand opportunities but my whole thing is I've been building like my brand and what I do and I've been kind of like tweaking it and finding out who I am as a creator and that's gonna better me later on down the road when those opportunities come about and when I meet those people but I've met a lot of like very successful and influential people just by giving of my time and serving at those events. And I tell creators all the time, I said, if you want to have opportunity and you want to meet people, even other creators, like, I mean, I met some of the top like celebrity creators at VidCon just because I worked the shuttle for them to get on, you know? And I was like, if you want that face-to-face opportunity, the best thing to do is to volunteer and give your time and go to these things. And I've seen a lot of people I referred to go do this, like, have those opportunities and be able to be blessed in that sense. And, you know, that, that's amazing to me. I just love being able to like, you know, help other creators as well. I know things were getting really heated up in this episode, but I wanted to take a quick sec and make sure that you knew about the Women of YouTube community. This is a Facebook group focused on bringing us female creators together to help with any struggles that you might be having. You can ask questions and get answers from your fellow female creators and of course, lift each other up along the way of our YouTube journeys. We also are going to have weekly office hours, monthly trainings on various topics to help you as a creator at any level. We're going to also have Ask Me Anything, some of our favorite YouTube creators, live channel reviews with TubeBuddy, and so much more. I would love it if you joined us, so please head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube. I will also include a link to this group in those show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So have you faced any issues as a smaller creator with um, instances where like, ugh, why is this happening to me? The man would never have to deal with these kinds of problems. What's going on in the world right now? So what are some of those things that you've faced with? Um, you know, I can't really honestly think of a specific um, incident at all. Um, but I know like a lot of, like you were mentioning earlier about uh, women being kind of like self-conscious on camera. And, you know, a lot of the comments I get, um, from like other women online are you know like that they just they love how confident like I am in myself because I am just kind of weird and just do whatever and I don't really care what anybody says but you know the other end of that is you know I've had people say very hurtful things to me like trolls and um, you know not a lot of like body shaming things 
but I personally, I mean, I deal with it too with my, with my own self. Like I I'm slightly, even though like I, everybody perceives me as being like not super self-conscious, like I am to a degree, but then a part of me is like, I don't really care. But, um, mm-hmm. I haven't personally had like many, many instances where I was like, yeah, guy wouldn't, whatever. Um, because my content, like a lot of guys that create content, like most of them are more into like, um, you know, cinematography tech and like, I'm not even into that stuff. So it's like, none of like what I do is, you know, most of my demographic is women. So like, I thankfully don't really deal with a lot of like, you know, issues in that sense. But, um, you know, like, I don't know, am I answering your question right? I don't even know if I am. I'm probably not. You're fine. You're fine. But you know, like I just don't, I don't personally, I've never really had issues with that. I think more so the issues that I've dealt with that I've noticed was more related to my faith because I know that that is why like my channel, I, I struggled a lot because I do put God in everything that I do. And, um, if I were to not really sell myself, but basically, you know what I mean? Just do and compromise my faith in order for me to get views, then I would be probably farther than I am, but it's just taking me longer to get there because I don't believe in doing that. So that's where I, I, I find, and I found most of my struggles when I first started, um, and not like a lot of hate about it. I mean, occasionally get stupid comments, but, um, but I just continue to do it because I believe that that's the path that God wants me to be on, you know? And yeah, no, I think it's important to stay true to your core values and you'll find the people that you, um, that want you will find you exactly and be their, their answer for sure. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about, about your process a bit. So how is it that you are filming your videos, putting them together, promoting them. What's give us those details. Okay. So, um, the way I do videos now is a little bit different. <laughs> My YouTube channel, um, ha, you know, once I started like doing more TikTok videos, um, I sort of got lazy with editing, but essentially <laughs> what, what I would do is I would think of an idea, um, and it would be in the most random spots. Like the vlogs are different because those are kind of like filming daily stuff. Um, and so, um, but essentially now my process is, I think of something usually funny or weird. And I am like, you know, if, if I know that it's going to be like a simple, like edit, like the, um, the hurricane video or no, the earthquake video I was talking about, like, I pretty much like was like told my husband, this is a trending topic and I need to jump on this. So I'm going to do this. I had my mom help me film and she, (laughs) she helped and she was moving the camera. Like it looked like an earthquake. And I go, I'm going to do this scene, this scene, this scene. And I just like knocked it out in like 10 minutes and then I put it live. So I put it, so what I did was like, I, I put it on YouTube, but I also posted it on Twitter and then I posted it. Um, I mean, I posted everywhere. You know, and I used to, uh, I don't usually post a lot of my videos on like IGTV or anything like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, usually my process is I think of something, I film that something and I post that something. I mean, that's <laughs> like, I, I don't like, unless I know, like, for example, when I want to do like a high quality, like parody music video, that definitely takes a lot longer. 
So mm-hmm. I've done one about being debt free. That was like a seven rings parody. And I have one I want to film this year with my husband. Um, it's like a mom related funny one. And then I've done uh, for Christmas time, I usually try to do like a lip, lip sync Christmas video. And those like I'll actually write like, you know, scribble like a storyboard. And my husband will give me some ideas for some stuff. And we'll kind of like film it nicely with cameras. But I, I just have like a G7X like vlogging camera and like a Joby Gorilla Pod. And usually that's what I film things on. Except now I do a lot of TikToks on my phone. So. So talk to us about your um, migration to TikTok. I know you haven't fully abandoned YouTube. Don't worry, guys. No. But talk to us about what your draw has been to TikTok. Okay. So I started TikTok when it was Musical.ly. And um, when I first started, I wasn't really into the whole lip sync baby Ariel stuff. So what I did was I was just basically filming relatable mom content on, on Musical.ly, but people did not like it. Like (laughs) I got like so much hate and people were like, get your grandma off of Musical.ly, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were saying I was too old. And this is back before OK Boomer, you know, was even a thing. Mm -mm. So um, fast forward to, so that was like in 2006, 17, maybe. Uh, 16 or 17 whenever like musically was like getting hot and then musically kind of like dropped down and then I got busy buying a house and then finally when we moved into this house um, I was like I'm gonna start making some more musicallys but it had um, changed to TikTok I think by then Um, that's like 2018 and so I just started making more videos and um, you know like anything most of the beginning of my you know career on musically slash tiktok is very cringy just like on youtube like my thumbnails look bad my first thumbnails and then you get better and better as you go but um i just i i basically um realized that like tiktok was slowly starting to become like the platform that kind of fit what i do and what i do is i just bring relatable funny content to people so i started to go from making my one minute videos on YouTube or Facebook to doing these 15 second funny videos and like just my following just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, I was just making things that were more relatable and more relatable to people and they love it, you know, like, and it's just like, and it's fun for me and I don't even make money right now. And I'm just like, I don't even care. I just like making these videos and making people laugh and, they get encouraged to like make their own TikToks and they're like, Ooh, you got, you encouraged me to make my first duet. Thank you. You know, <laughs> got me out of bed, you know, cause they were sad or something. And you know, it's just that that's, I find more value and that's my reward and money monetarily. That's, that's what I love, you know, about um, that app. So let's dive into money, like the business of YouTube. Mm -hmm. How are you, um, if you are, in what way, um, are you making money with YouTube? Like talk about like how you tie business to it, what you're doing with it, all that stuff. Okay. So I'm not like any other YouTuber. I haven't really had several money uh, making opportunities, but the thing that, um, I started doing is just developing relationships on social media 
with people that randomly would follow me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love your content. And one of the first, um, kind of like a collab that I did was with this company called partying with plants. And she's a lady that sells these like plant kit succulent kits that you can put together like with your kids and like use them for like parties. Like they can do it at their birthday parties and stuff. And she goes, listen, I really want you to make me a video. If I send you a plant kit for you to make a video and two kits for your kids to do, you know, could you make me something? And I go, yeah. So then I, I started to do that and I made her a video and she totally didn't expect me to make what I made and she was blown away. And then that gave her an opportunity to advertise and use that content for her business. And then it also helped to have people find me and start following what I'm doing. And so um, I think the past four years, I've just essentially been building my brand. And I've um, sort of talked to a couple brands about possible, um, you know, opportunities in making videos. But um, mostly, you know, I'm not really getting into the money aspect of things yet. I mean, uh, like I keep saying, I'm, I'm basically like I'm headed towards that. But right now, my focus has been on building relationships and meeting brands and meeting like sponsors at these events I go to that I can work with because I, I'm sort of like a, I mean, I'm kind of in a specific niche. Um, and so there's certain brands that would work better for me than others. So I'm not going to like be like, oh yeah, I'm going to work with such and such because everybody else is working with them. Like I really want to work for brands that I believe in and that I love. And so I'm just right now just building those relationships and, um, you know, kind of just building my brand in general in order to, you know, you sort of, you have to show a brand what, like, are you worth, are you worth it? You know what I mean? Like, what can you bring to them? And for me, I'm just really funny. And so I'm trying to find those people that believe in me and, and want to have fun, you know, that sort of thing. So um, that's kind of where my focus has been. I almost think too that you could use your YouTube channel and your TikTok channel, what you've been doing almost as like, just like proof. Like this is the kind of stuff that I can do for you. It's like a Mm -hmm. portfolio piece to show people like, look, this is what I can do. I can make stuff for you on my channel or I can help make stuff for you for your channel and then help Mm -hmm. you distribute it and get it out there and do all of the marketing things. (laughs) So that's why like, I just focused on like producing content because I know the more that I produce content that I love to make, that other people love to make, and I start, I grow, like, it's, it's this strange thing, because it's like, I mean, I told, if you, like, you met me in person, like, if these brands met me in person, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I totally want to use you for X amount of this, you know, and, but it's like, when I'm behind a computer, and I'm just this brand on Instagram or TikTok, like, my numbers mean more to them than who I am as a person, which I really don't like, because, you know, my numbers have nothing to do with what I can create. Just like a resume doesn't show you on paper what that person is and can, can do and is capable of doing. And so that's, that's also the struggle like I've faced because I'm like, you know, I don't like looking at my numbers. I don't like focusing on things like that. Like, and so that's why like, I, I don't try to look at them. I just try to create content that will eventually you know, show these brands like what I'm about, even though I hate the fact that it's like, they just look at your numbers 
because it like drives me insane. I'm like, listen, for some of us are smaller than others. Like we're, you don't have hundreds of millions of views, but like people like our content, you know? So um, that's kind of just what I focus on. And so I'm hoping like to, you know, God's going to open more doors and that's, that's just what I'm waiting on. I wish I just wait for him to open the doors and I just oh, keep while waiting. continuing to work hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. So I, I think that you touched on so many like great things. I just want to make sure that like get emphasized. Number one, your numbers don't matter if you're creating great content that people care about and that are mm-hmm. actually watching. And mm-hmm. for, and it's sort of, I love what you said about how your numbers are not a reflection of what you can do. Just like a paper resume isn't like a full workup of what you're capable of and what you can do for that brand. So if you want to do something with a business, if you want to grow, keep creating great stuff Mm -hmm. and spend time building relation, find the people you want to work with and build a relationship with them. And that way, when like you have something you'd like to offer them, like they're more inclined to listen and work with you. Um, I just think that's just such a smart thing for any YouTuber at any Mm -hmm. size. Oh yeah, for sure. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you are ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. So do you have any advice for people who are getting started with YouTube that you could, let me rephrase this question. What do you think is the most important thing anyone getting started with YouTube should be doing? Um, number one, start YouTube because people are like, I don't know. I, I can't, I don't, I don't really want to make a video. I'm really scared. We'll just do it. Um, that is the only, <laughs> that's the only way you're going to find out if you want to do that sort of thing or, you know, if you're good at it or, you know, like in a growing sense too, because you can't just sit around and not do it. Like, how are you going to make a YouTube channel if you don't make a video? You know, um, so I always tell people, and I tell people that with like TikTok, they're like, I'm really scared to make a TikTok. And I said, do it, just find one of my videos and do at my video, like, you know, <laughs> or make up a dance and then I'll do at your video. Like, let's do this, you know, like, don't be scared. And especially don't be scared of, of the, um, trolls and, any negativity that gets thrown your way, because guess what? That is the life of being an online creator. People are going to say things that are really downright nasty. And thankfully I haven't had too, too many, but I do get my fair share of people and don't let them determine what you want to create. You know, if you have a passion and you want to do something, do it and get it done. Um, and so, and the other thing I usually tell people is, you know, definitely especially in terms of YouTube, you know, it's funny cause I'm friends with Roberto Blake and he's like super big on analytics and all this nerdy stuff. And I'm totally like opposite. I zone out every time I'm like talking to them, but like, I love him to death. He's super smart and knows what the heck he's talking about. It's so passionate, but like, I'm like, Roberto, let's just have a dance party, you know? 
and he's oh my just, god i would give anything to see roberto on tiktok <laughs> doing some dance parties I'd, i love roberto too and i know exactly what i do everything in my power not to talk about to roberto about youtube like like roberto is such a nerd like oh, i can yeah. nerd out with him like we have like some seriously deep conversations oh, about like comic books and yeah. <laughs> star wars and stuff like three four hours and i'm okay. like what what were we even talking about like yeah. and i'm just like oh my gosh roberto um but yeah, and then like further like i said we love roberto he is the best like he knows oh, his awesome. stuff but yeah. like for someone like like myself and for Kara, who are just like i just like to have fun making videos on the internet and and he's like just so like meticulous and hardcore yeah. it's just but it's, it's good like we're both right and we're both wrong. It depends yeah. on like who you're talking yeah. to, who you want your advice from. <laughs> no, and you have to have like a healthy level of all that. So what I'm saying with his regards to him is he's very good with like all of the behind the scenes SEO, search engine optimization, um, tags, thumbnails, all of that stuff is super, super important. And I just had a girlfriend of mine start a channel and she's doing like, Kind of like cooking videos and different things she's like care i want to start a youtube what do i do what what do i get what kind of camera do i get well first of all you have your phone number one create content like i said number two but deep dive into these things of like seo figuring out what that is like she was like i don't know what language you're speaking what does that mean and mm -hmm. i explained to her like it's just a better way for your videos to be seen because what i was saying is <laughs> roberto's always saying the market isn't saturated. And I was like, but it is. I mean, it is to a degree, especially on YouTube. There's so much content. So stand out, but keep doing your thing. Like I used to always try to compare myself to other people all the time. We all do it. And finally I said, you know, there's nobody that is me. I am me. And so whatever ideas I come up with are unique and they're my own. But you know, I just want to encourage people to just do it, just create, but be smart about it. Work and educate yourself. Use things like TubeBuddy or, you know, vidIQ, those online resources that can help you build your channel, help you to write better titles, help you to do better thumbnails, all of that stuff. And join like groups like here with Desiree, you know, where we're learning and encouraging each other. And, you know, we can post a thumbnail and be like, does this look good? You know what I mean? Like, all of those sorts of groups and those sort of um, avenues are important to having success with your channel. And right now, I mean, I'm not doing as much on my YouTube, but I totally have not abandoned it. I'm just a mom and now I'm homeschooling because of Corona. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things like give yourself grace. Don't get obsessed with making like 10 videos a day, you know, make one video like a month, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's literally all you have to do and you figure out what works for you, you know, just like I figured out, you know, what works for me. So do you think there's room on YouTube for new creators? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a very saturated place, but everybody's so different and everybody has like a, everybody, we're so unique, all of us, there's nobody like us. So yeah, there definitely is room. It's just harder. It is harder to get seen there because of the algorithm is a lot harder to dig deep. And if you want to know how to, to get your YouTube channel to grow, follow Roberto Blake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just help you make a funny video. I'm down with making a funny video. 
and Which then we'll just as important yeah. for sure balance of good for content sure. and <laughs> for sure balance of the two mm -hmm. how do people find you on the youtubes okay so i have a channel called the lighty life um it's l-e-i-g-h-t-y and that's essentially you know just one channel filled with everything that i do um, you know, a lot of people have multiple channels for dif different like niches, but I was like, you know, this is just my life and this is me. So I'm not going to change it. They can find me there. They can find me on facebook.com slash lighty life. I'm on TikTok at Mrs. Lighty. I'm on Twitter as Mrs. Lighty and, and Instagram. So go follow me. Let's be friends and let's make a funny TikTok because I like awesome. it. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you, Cara. Yes. Thank you so much, Desiree. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts. And if you really love this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes to make the podcast gods and Phil over at TubeBuddy happy.